I don't know, maybe like 13 or something. But the stubble would just brush against my cheek and I would just like have like a mini <laughs> orgasm. I was just like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like, I have goosebumps, everything. Is that really? still your yeah. thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I don't know why, I just found it. Better in Bed, the podcast where we talk about sex and inspire you to get better at it. So it's the end of the year. Oh my gosh, it has really flown by. And we started this podcast in September and now we're on our ninth episode. And it's actually been one of the biggest highlights of my year. Um, I am actually so proud and thrilled and in love with this whole media <laughs> creative process and I'm really thankful to you Jai for actually Aww. helping me put together <laughs> um, it's such a joy and for all of you listening out there I'm really grateful for your support as well and for liking sharing and reviewing all of our content you guys rock so we love hearing from you if you want to say hi Drop us a line at sarahsense.com or if you're on Instagram or Facebook, then follow us and you'll get the latest updates on what episodes we're doing and other juicy bedroom tips, especially from me. So it's hello Sarah Sense if you want to follow me and Double Star Co. for Jai, uh, who produces this show and makes us sound so good. <laughs> <laughs> now on to today's episode. And the topic we're going to be exploring is why Asians don't talk about sex. So I personally love this topic um, because our podcast is based in Hong Kong and we've had just such a range of international guests on our show so far, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. We've had like... Romanian and Danish and English and Canadian um, but we haven't had really somebody who's just really local Hong Kong and I really wanted to capture that perspective um, so that's why we're talking about and we're doing a locally relevant <laughs> episode today um, and we really want to explore how sexuality is perceived in Asian culture and this episode is all about that. So I'm really excited to introduce um, who Jai and I have in the studio today. Um, Alison Howe is a media personality who was born and bred right here in Hong Kong. She's one of the most popular DJs on RTHK's Radio 2 and 3 and has interviewed loads of celebrities from Lady Gaga and Maroon 5, Taylor Swift, to name a few. If her voice sounds familiar, it's probably because <laughs> you've heard it on voiceovers for TV commercials, which she's done quite a few of. Um, she's married and is the mother of an eight-month-old daughter. And she runs two businesses. I don't know where she finds the time. <laughs> One, which is a talent agency uh, for MCs and voiceover artists. And the other is a speech delivery coaching business. So I think it's fair to say that she's a pretty busy lady. And we're really lucky to have her here with us on the show today. So Alison, welcome Hi. to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> we talked about doing yeah. this for the longest time Jerry. yeah you, you were definitely number one on the list for a long time actually why am i number nine then 
Uh, you know, just stuff happens, gets in the way. Priorities. I wish people could see the look you're giving me. I mean, we had to also fix a lot of little things and figure out our whole format as Aww. well. So now that I think we've got that down pat, you're we're ready for you. Yay! Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's such an honor to be here with you guys. Yeah, cool. So, Allison, tell us a little bit more about how you learned about sex. Well... I would say I'm quite lucky. Like, even though I'm born and bred in Hong Kong, yeah. have a very Hong Kong-based family, my mom has always been quite open about sex. So yeah. she's the first person who talked to me about sex because, look, she used to be really hot when <laughs> she was younger. Yeah. Like, she used to tell me all these stories about when she was younger, like early 20, she would be wearing something that is totally not conventional. She'll yeah. be wearing like a, a tube dress, mm -hmm. flowing dress, mm -hmm. and then guys would be like riding bikes having a rose in their mouth like hey really? <laughs> you know wow. really just chasing up to her and she'd yeah. get love letters from strangers because they followed her and knew where she lived really? wow. I mean, your lucky dad huh? I know right so she's always known that she's attractive okay. and she's she's not shy about it yeah. yeah so naturally she also is quite proud to understand the pleasure of sex yeah mm. so she's never shy to talk to me about it Right. So how old were you when she first talked to you about it? See, this is the craziest thing, right? She <laughs> never started talking to me about it until she one day found a condom in my school bag. But that wasn't <laughs> because I went out to get the condom. So it's in its wrapper. <laughs> yeah. just, it just is in the wrapper. In my mind then, I was like... Oh. I know, right? Okay. It's, it's in the wrapper, but it's slightly opened. Oh. <laughs> slightly <laughs> open. <laughs> but then it's in my school bag. Right. I think it was still a washable school bag so I must have been just about to turn 15 yeah I think because that was the time when secondary school kids in Hong Kong would get their first and only sex education class right. uh -huh. in school so during that session at the end of it <laughs> everybody gets a condom so you get to explore at home what it is if you want to try it on a cucumber right. if you want to yeah. try it on right, a banana right, right, you right. do your thing okay so I completely forgotten about it <laughs> My mom decided to wash my bag. Yeah. And so when she was hanging it up to dry, I was like, there it is. Wow. <laughs> so that day I got home and uh, she was like, so uh, I found a little something <laughs> special in your bag. <laughs> Shall yeah. we talk about it? <laughs> yeah, but you mustn't have totally forgotten about it because oh, it was yeah. slightly open. So who slightly opened it? We all did. Because okay. we couldn't even wait until we were home. So you right. all got a bit okay. nervous on the way <laughs> Literally, all of my girlfriends in school in that day, after the session, we were like, let's just open it. And it was yeah. like, oh, it's slimy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, I just completely forgotten about it, put it back in the bag, thought I would be able to get rid of it before <laughs> getting home. Yeah, and completely yeah. just forgot about it. Yeah, and then fell out of your bag. Yeah. Ta-da. Um, so I think a big part of today is really starting to understand kind of both sides of this conversation around why, why don't we talk about sex? Um, and as the only white person in this room, <laughs> not only the only male today, um, could you talk us through, and you know, if you've got some examples of people you know, et cetera, that'd be great. Talk us through like, what's the Chinese mentality behind sex, sexuality, and you know, relationships in general? I think it goes all the way back to like Chinese history, right? Because mm, yeah. ages ago, thousands of years ago, they used to have the saying of all the girls who are about to get married, they have to be Wang Fa Guai Lou. So it's like the little precious flower coming from a prestigious family. So that's the concept that they all have to be virgins before they get married so that their husband will have their first night. Mm. Every single one of them. If you're not, then yeah. you're never going to get married. 
Yeah. Or you're going to get like a shame plaque. Oh, right. you're considered soiled really? in some way. Yeah. Like if you're not chaste, you yeah. know, and no one's going to want to marry you. Yeah. yeah. And I think coming all the way back to here to now, I do have quite a lot of examples around me, say for my high school friends, technically the same age as me. One of them is still a virgin. <laughs> Just, I know. Yeah. Mind blowing. <laughs> the other one only found a boyfriend maybe about two and a half years ago. So she's only ever had one sexual partner in her entire life. But only two and a half years ago as well. I know. I know. So completely chased up <laughs> until that point. Yeah. Really? But, yeah. But do you think that they want to they've wanted to not be a virgin or they've wanted to not have a boyfriend before then or do you think that they've just completely indifferent to the whole concept of sex well i think the two of them are quite different right yeah so the girl who finally has a boyfriend she's always been open about having a boyfriend but she was just never pursued (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) and then you've got the virgin who is in that very traditional mindset of Mm. saving herself Mm. to the one Mm -hmm. and she's dated before but Mm. only going on like one or two dates only and then she would immediately call it off because she feels like they were not the right person Mm. and so hence she is still in search of that mr right i know um and then you've got the ones who are not so hardcore like uh, i have people in my family who would only have sex with people who they are in a relationship with in sight of having a marriage out of this relationship as in if you are not serious yeah then we're not going to take that step yeah they could go out they can hang out they can have coffee they can watch films they can have a meal but they will just not have sex okay but what do the men think about this is it just the women is it because the women are oh, yeah, preserving their chastity yeah. but what about the men I think the men, this is when, you know, they get really divided. This okay. is probably when they would feel like either this girl is really worth the wait and they'll go along with it. Yeah. Or I don't have the patience onto the next one. I, is there a double standard between men and women? In oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you never get this yellow flower bullcrap <laughs> about guys. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. I think for a lot of the guys, even for younger guys they yeah. would feel like oh you haven't had a girlfriend you know they yeah. would get mocked about really if yeah. they don't have the experience whereas for the girls they would be put up on a pedestal if they're still a virgin right i got yeah. it okay that's interesting mm. yeah but what do you think the messages are for men versus women so for men it's like it's okay you can go and fuck around that's all right and it's part of what your growing up process is yeah. meant to be i think for most of the guys in hong kong right they would feel like they are allowed to mm. more so than the girls right because okay. the girls usually if you're coming from a very traditional hong kong family mm. parents are usually quite protective mm. they would feel like it's always the girl who is being taken advantage of mm. whereas if it's a guy who's gone out to have sex they would feel like oh that's part of growing up yeah okay yeah 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 Yeah. okay and what about like things like marriage and stuff because it's still quite traditional in that sense right for asian family is there a lot of pressure to sort of get married at a certain age and so on did you ever face that pressure oh big time yeah (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah big time because i think for women and i think that's quite universal um maybe a little bit more stressed within this area within asia okay because of the biological clock right right because 
most of the families in Hong Kong they would want to have that let's pass this on to the next generation kind of concept. Yeah. So they would all want their kids to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, if you tell them that okay, I'm alright with having kids, they'll be like, alright, hurry up then. So yeah. once you are approaching thirty, so when yeah. you're about twenty nine, twenty eight, and you're not having a so called serious relationship, yeah. That's when the pressure come in from the older generation. If it's not directly from your mom or your dad, it's coming from your grandparents. <laughs> They'd be yeah. like, "So the next time you say Kong Hei Fa Chua, will I be seeing a husband?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. The worst are the um the the family gatherings actually. Yes. When, when over like Chinese New Year and stuff like that, because I'm still single. It's just like. They, they Chinese relatives have this thing where they feel like they are have a right to ask you all about your private life. Like, yes. Why don't you have a boyfriend? Mm. Well, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, you can give it up. You've asked me like every single year. <laughs> um, and I think there are also a lot of terms that are quite shaming. Yeah. For girls who are single. Yeah. When they are past 25. Yes, there's an age thing, definitely an age thing uh, associated with that as yeah. well. So like from the older generations, those women will be so-called lao dai tang. Is that leftover? Which is like, is that the left? The orange at the bottom of the basket. <laughs> <laughs> I know how harsh is that. Yeah. And then you've got like the newer terms, which should be like sok loi or yeah. sing loi. Yeah. Sok loi, it's better. That's yeah. like matured girls. Yeah. But sing loi is like the leftover girls. Right. Yeah. right. Nobody wants to be a leftover. Yeah. It, it, it's it seems strange to me. Like there's this pressure not to have a boyfriend because it'll distract you. Then yeah. all of a sudden there's this pressure to have a boyfriend. I know. And then it's like we won't talk about sex, but you must have a child. You must be married. <laughs> yeah. And that change happens when you're about eighteen, roughly from eighteen to maybe twenty four, twenty five. Those are the years where you should be just going all out to date. And、okay. then by the time that you're twenty five, you should be in a serious, serious relationship.、Yeah. Before serious, thirty,、yeah. and you're not having a kid, you are a failure. Like thirty, forget it. Like, yeah, right. I mean, after thirty, <laughs> you're just like, what's wrong with you? Or like, you're so pretty. Like, why don't you have a boyfriend? And it's just like,、yeah. I don't really feel、yeah. like I want to go. They always ask that. I don't feel like talking about this、yeah. with you. You know, I see you once a year. <laughs>、so、yeah. Have you ever had a local boyfriend? No. no, I've never had a hundred percent Hong Kong local boyfriend. My husband is the closest to that because he's、right. half Hong Kong. Okay, because I wonder if that's different, and I wonder if there's some expectations that Hong Kong men have as well on the women that they meet. I don't know. I think from some of the local guys that I've spoken to, they are looking for very specific types of women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for the longest time, the guys from Hong Kong would be wanting like the gentle, soft-spoken, quite pale, submissive kind of, <laughs> kind of the demure, stereotypical Asian. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever you say, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna lean on your shoulder because you're such a strong man. Right. Even though、okay. you look like a stick. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, they want that kind of confidence booster next to、okay. them all the time.、Right. Yeah. Whereas most of the Hong Kong girls right now,、yeah. when they are past, you know, say twenty five or so,、yeah. they have their own established careers.、Mm, yeah, they may have really higher education、yep. qualities. Yeah, they also have their own money gaining power, so they feel like they don't really need to be that girl who just boosts some guys. Confidence. Yeah. So this is when the mismatch happens, and I、right. think that's why a lot of the guys, a, they don't feel confident enough to approach these girls who obviously would not go for them.、Mm. And then you've also got b, girls simply would probably 
not be interested in guys who just don't have the confidence to even talk to them. On that point, I think also when I was researching this and trying to find out why uh, a lot of Asians have these attitudes in East, East Asia, um, where we're quite influenced by a lot of like Confucian values. Mm. I think at the heart of like Confucian values, it's actually quite puritanical as well. So. Um, they have the same value of chastity, um, but they also emphasize this idea that sexual pleasure is actually harmful to physical health and to oh, spiritual yeah. Really? development. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, and if you think about all of the East Asian countries, obviously Hong Kong, China, I mean, but even like Vietnam, Singapore, I think there's that sort of thinking um, that has sort of permeated the culture has made it quite conservative. Really? I yeah. even heard like some entertainers or athletes before an important game or before an important show, yeah. they are specifically told not to have sex because that would ruin their so-called chi. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it's a lot to do with energy as well. Kind yeah. Of. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, I think in a lot of ancient sort of um, Chinese texts as well, you're your come, especially for a man, that's where your energy, your secret sauce, your power <laughs> comes from. Quite right? literally, your secret sauce. <laughs> and every time you're coming, you're just like letting it I'm out. Like, you're giving it away, oh wasting God. it on a toilet paper what somewhere. What have I been doing? What have I been doing? Um, so what kind of sex education did you receive in school then? Oh, just that one class. It was Why? crazy. How was that? I remember it was about 45 minutes. Uh, right when everybody is about to turn 16, so when they are about to go legal, okay. schools decided that, right, you guys should probably know about it before you guys go crazy. And I was very much looking forward to watching the really lame videos because yeah. everybody talks yeah. up about it so much. They would be like, there's going to be a really <laughs> lame video or there's a woman putting a condom on a cucumber or a banana doing a show. Oh. I specifically don't quite remember the video because mm -hmm. I think it was sort of a revamped version. Yeah. So it wasn't as lame, but it was just so forgettable yeah. mm. that I just don't remember it. Mm. But um, other parts in that session, apart from watching that video, was just really one specific teacher being very awkward about it. Yeah. Saying, so this is a genital, <laughs> here's the other genital, <laughs> yeah. the intercourse, and this sex. Yeah. I think it's tough when the teachers themselves feel uncomfortable talking yeah. about yeah. it because then obviously as a student, you're going to feel uncomfortable asking about it or you already feel that there is some kind of taboo, yeah. right? Because if even the teacher yeah. can't talk about it. I think also because... All of the high school students, they yeah. would probably just giggle their way through the whole 45 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. it makes the teacher a bit, I don't know, it probably makes them feel more uncomfortable yeah. when yeah. all the students yeah. are giggling and just chatting to themselves, having small talks. Yeah. And there he was trying to be <laughs> formal yeah. about sex education. But I thought they would be really interested in it. Wouldn't you be really interested yeah. if this was the, you know, the one class that you had all 16 years? And considering your upbringing was quite atypical because yeah. your mom actually was pretty open. But that's not the impression that I get with most Asian parents yeah. talking yeah. about sex. In fact, I think they feel Asian parents feel that it's the role of the teacher mm. more to, to sort of talk about sex and give 
uh, sort of their children the education that they require. So I don't know. Wouldn't you be really interested at the age of sixteen? I remember the guys were really interested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All the guys were just like, I can't wait for them to do the demonstration. Like、right. they were really paying attention,、okay. but at the same time, they saw it more of a joke. Yeah.、Oh, yeah. Than a proper education class. Yeah. So I think that's just really the mindset of a lot of teenagers when they first get、yeah. that kind of talk. Yeah. yeah, they probably treat it as something funny instead of something that they could really learn from. Was was sex talked about a lot in your peer group in high school or? In high school, no, not really. Hence, I had my first boyfriend at eighteen. At eighteen, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it was、mm. so legal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so well behaved of you. So well behaved. But in, and was your were your parents totally okay with that? Well, my mom was. Okay.、Um, so、I love your mom. She's so yeah. Cool. <laughs> so the first time that I was with this boyfriend, my first boyfriend ever, and I stayed over. Uh, he lived on DB. The next morning, my mom came all the way to DB and said, "Let's have a yum cha." <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! Like, <laughs> so she she wanted to like examine him, exactly, interrogate him, exactly.、Really? So she knew that this is the guy that my daughter gave her virginity to, and so I'm going to check this guy out and see、oh, what、really? he's up to. Yeah. And so she came all the way to DB just to hang out and see what he was about. <laughs> Really? That's a little intimidating. The most awkward meal <laughs> in my life. <laughs> But that's—I mean—that's better than my parents. They told me that I should only have a boyfriend in university. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did that work out for you? <laughs> didn't. <laughs> did you tell them though? Uh, no, I I didn't. But they were like, look. In fact, actually, they I think they said you should graduate from university first, then, because you should really focus on studying. Right. And. All boys are gonna do for you right now is just distract you and make you bad, get bad grades, right? And、yeah. that is like the ultimate failure for an Asian child <laughs> is to get bad grades. Yeah, yeah. I have so many secondary school kids coming onto my show. Yeah, and a lot of the times they also like to talk about relationships. Yeah, they want to talk about what they're curious about. So many of them, like you said, yeah. When I ask them, "Are you dating?" Yeah, and they're like. No, I'm not gonna date until I get to uni. Really? And I ask them, is it because your parents yeah, told yeah, yeah. you not to?、Yeah. And they were like, No, because dating is bad for school. Yeah, you know, I had a conversation、oh, wow. with somebody、um, at work actually, and they said, Oh, no, I don't really want a boyfriend yet. I'm still too young. And <laughs> how、I'm、old were they? Twenty-one, twenty-two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Wow. I'm like, but. Aren't you curious?、She's、like, yeah, but you know,、no. yeah. and I was like, oh, that's it's such a different mindset. Like this,、yeah. this patience with it. Yeah, we're certainly growing up in Sydney. I mean, yeah, by the time everyone's fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, you're talking about everything. Like, yeah, as much or as little knowledge as you might have. But certainly within the the girl peer group, they were always talking about sex and relationships well before the boys were. Ah,、yeah. uh, well, girls always are more mature. Yeah, aren't they? well, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna、yeah. say yes in front of both of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also maybe a function of、um, single sex school. I don't know if you went to one. I did. I was in an all girls school until sixteen. Right. Yeah, and I think there's this mindset that if you had boys in the class. Um, that it would distract you from your studies, so that's why they had single sex schools. It's very, very common, yeah, actually in Asia. I think even for unisex、um, schools, it's just such, I don't know, such a hardcore, mind-boggling 
<laughs> an issue for me. Yeah. So many kids, they actually tell themselves yeah. that if I want to do good in school, I really shouldn't be in love. And then when really? I ask them, yeah. so what's so bad about being in love? Yeah. And they would be like, well, because I'll be spending most of the time hanging out with my boyfriend or my girlfriend and I just mm. wouldn't do any homework or I wouldn't study. I just wouldn't. It's wow. like for them, it's so black and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, I mean, that's very guai. I know, know, right? This is guai is like very good. Like very, very obedient. Very mm. obedient. So not I shy. Mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Asian parents out there are secretly rejoicing just listening yeah. to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so your upbringing was quite open, right? Mm. And did you find yourself when you were growing up in Hong Kong, which I think is quite conservative yeah. did you find that challenging in any way like even like when you you know were in your first relationship did you feel like you were just so much more advanced than everyone else i wouldn't say i was much more advanced i would say the biggest challenge for my first relationship is to find a place to have sex uh, yeah <laughs> talk us through this because yeah, i've heard yeah, a lot oh about God. this yes 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 well because yes, yes. my first boyfriend even though he was six years older than me he was still living with his mom and his little brother okay so i thought you did it in db yeah okay so it was a family house oh. and then his elder brother would come back to Hong Kong every now and then. Yeah. So his mom had a room downstairs yeah. and then the upstairs rooms were for the boys. Yeah. And pretty much every time I hang out with him, I'll just go say hi to the mom and then I'll pop upstairs and we stay there until the next day. It's just every time it's like, okay, we gotta be very quiet. Yeah. Okay, let's just not wake anybody up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to scream, but I kind of shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, that was... I think the most challenging part. Yeah. And also, you know, yeah. going out, let's say, if you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you bump into the little brother, it's like, okay, sorry about the noise. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I'm still naked. <laughs> so I think that is a common issue for a lot yeah. of kids in Hong Kong because yeah. I've also heard other friends who would tell me stories about maybe they're coming from really religious families right. mm. and they truly believe that they shouldn't be having sex before marriage. Mm. So obviously they're curious, they're teenagers, and what they do is they would actually go to one of those hourly hotels in Kowloon Tong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do their business there. I had one of those, yeah. Hotel 81 in <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> Hotel 81. Oh, yeah, it's oh. like a chain right now. Really? You can, yeah. So wait, when I, I imagine hourly hotels... Sorry. I went to the I went to those quite often actually. Really? Yeah. And sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm still catching. Are, are they seedy? Like, is, is, or is it? It's just very basic. It's yeah. literally you walk into the room and all there is is a bed, and a very very small shower and some condoms at the side because. <laughs> oh they, really? Oh, because they know that that's why you're there, right? Nobody's staying here because they want like you know one hour the, nap. Oh, yeah, and, or, or the pinnacle of hospitality. That is not what this place is for. There's no turn down service. Yeah, no. I never find those attractive because I feel like if I were in one of those, I would feel like such a prostitute. Yeah. That's yeah. all I kept thinking yeah. when you said there's an alley hotel. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So after, after your first time, which was yes. clearly very quiet and in a DB, was... How did you feel? Like, did you did you talk to your mom about it? Did you talk to your friends about it? I didn't actually talk to my mom about it, but I remember specifically during. <laughs> I was thinking, so this is what it feels like. Yeah, because you. I mean, for me, obviously that class in school didn't really do much for me. Yeah, and for the longest time during my teenage years, 
I used to think two people touching is sex. Aha. How old were you? Like my first realization of what sex actually means okay. was accidentally clicking onto an ad on ICQ, right? Oh, and yeah. it led to a porn site. Okay. And so before that, I was thinking like really innocent, like oh, two people are kissing, oh, they're hugging, yeah, oh, they're touching their bums, yeah, that must be sex, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that for me was like the most innocent idea of yeah. what sex is about. So your mom didn't actually tell you. She didn't tell me the specifics. Yeah, the specifics. Um, but then I saw the specifics mm. on that ad mm -hmm. that led to the porn site, mm -hmm. and so I was like. <gasps> What are these? <laughs> yeah, how funny. I know. And then so I think it was not long after that, uh, I had my first boyfriend and mm. I had my first real life experience of what that was all about. Mm. Did you masturbate growing up? I did. And so you never put those two things together as well? No. Because I mean, I don't have a brother. I never grew up with a father as well. And then there's just no guys around in yeah. my life that would show me their genitals. So I'd never really know. <laughs> boys, boys. <laughs> I never really know what that was about. Wow. So yeah. it was really until, yeah, un until the, the visuals popped up on the internet. The yeah. almighty World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah. Corrupting young minds everywhere. Best sex education yeah. ever. So then how was your first sexual encounter when that actually happened? Did you enjoy it i don't think i did okay i don't know whether every girl would say that they enjoy yeah. their i don't first think time. anyone well, I, I, I mean very I, few Maybe i think not on both sides like, of the fence very, right because yeah. most of the time very you're thinking few. what yeah. am i doing what is he doing what are we doing is this the right way to do it yeah. is this how we're supposed to feel yeah. how do i look how oh he looks like that you yeah. know you just have a million questions in your mind yeah. while it's all going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think i enjoyed everything up to the actual sex itself right. right if you're talking about the penetrative sex like everything i was just you know because i was like a mass of hormones as a teenager right yeah. so i love like the kissing i love the rubbing i yeah. love the heavy petting that's what we used to call it you know <laughs> the heavy petting um i loved all of it and then finally the actual act of penetration i was like this actually hurts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so um, when you're talking to your friends, uh, I mean, well, firstly, do you talk to your friends about sex then? I do. I Do they I come make to you? them yeah, okay, <laughs> talk so you, to me about they it. They come to you with questions, maybe? Sometimes they do. Okay. Sometimes they would think about, like, if I want to do something romantic for my man, what should I do? Right, and right, they right. would ask. Okay. But most of the times, if we're just hanging out, having a catch-up, which we only really see each other, like, once a year or maybe yeah. twice a year max. Yeah. It's usually me starting to talk a lot about my sexual life right. to get yeah. them talking. Yeah. And then they will start telling me about how little they have sex. Yeah. Or like yeah. by comparison, like how much they want to and yeah. how much in reality they get. Okay, so they actually want to. They do. Okay. They do. Well, at least from my peer groups. Okay. Yeah. They do. And they tell me that they do. Okay. But sometimes they just either are too tired. Yeah. Or they just don't have the time to. Yeah. Or they simply just don't know where to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are a million reasons for them not having enough. Yeah. But I think the most number one reason really is just the long working hours. Really? That a lot of them have. Yeah. Right. Because not only them, but their partners as well. Yeah. Because they all work from like not just the nine to five. Maybe they go into the office 
by eight some, mm. finish work around twelve hours later. Yeah. By the time that they're done, they want to grab a quick bite, grab a shower, maybe watch something, and then just pass out yeah. and get ready for the next day. Yeah. So a lot of them would just be like, okay, what is rules? We can just hug. We can just hug or cuddle, and we watch something, and that's like their intimate time. Mm. Right. They just don't have the energy to. Yeah. Make love. And when they're talking to you about it, you know, is it hard for them to talk about it? Like coming back on the kind of to the topic of today. Oh, know? it's never hard for girls to complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when a girl want to gossip, when they right. when it comes to complaining, yeah. it's never hard to say it. Yeah. But it's hard for them to come down to a realization how to make an improvement. Yeah, like right. when they have to face the reality, like okay, you can change the situation, but they'll be like, how? And they start making up excuses. Yeah, okay. and that's how they stay unsatisfied. I think. Yeah, yeah. I got also this impression though sometimes that a lot of, and this is a very broad sweeping statement, but um, a lot of the local women, at least two, would come to the parties that I used to do because mm. I used to. Sex toy parties, right. right? As part of my former business, um, a lot of them didn't really enjoy the sex that they were having. So not only were mm. they not having sex very often, um, and actually, according to like most surveys, right, Hong Kong has actually one of the l- least amounts of sex in the world in all of the countries. It's like third last. Really? Yeah. Aww. Compared to Japan, Japan is like dead last. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And then Hong Kong is third last. So it's not great. Um, But then what I would find uh, from a lot of the local women who would come is that sometimes they would just tell me, but I don't really enjoy it. And I think that um, when my husband or partner um, wants to have sex with me, it's just like such a chore. Mm. So they actually not... Um, the ones that talk to me, they actually almost like don't mind the fact that they only have it, you know, a few times a year. Wow. Yeah. So these barriers, right, we were talking about from that stop Hong Kongers from having and enjoying sex. Have you ever experienced them firsthand? You talked about sort of that lack of privacy. Yeah. Um, what about the other things like stress and um, long working hours and sort of, you know, I think now, as a mother, yeah. you definitely get that strength and tiredness issue. Because yeah. a lot of the times when you're so lack of sleep, you feel like you want to have sex. But then at the same time, you're also like, napping sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so many times we just pass out, even yeah. with the idea, like talking about it over dinner or just teasing about it the whole day just messaging each other about it it's like mm. oh tonight we're gonna do it tonight we're gonna do it yeah and then by the time that you're about to do it your daughter starts crying and so uh, like what are you gonna do yeah. right so that happened before um but i think most of the times for me it would be like past experience where i would feel like i'm more unsatisfied mm. Because I used to be very self-conscious about whether I'm doing something right or whether this is pleasurable for the both of us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times really? I would I would rather to just let the guy come instead of me getting what I wanted. But why? I don't How know. It's, you- it's maybe it's just seeking for approval when you're young. Okay. Like when you're just starting to date, yeah. when you really like the guy, you yeah. want to make sure that the guy likes you in return. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, you're doing all the porn star tricks, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to impress 
yeah. the partner yeah. and to make them feel like okay this is really good yeah so for the longest time for when I was younger I used to just not really care too much about myself but just really mm. like do I look good in this angle <laughs> really know? yeah and and what about now like has it changed has it evolved or I think now after so many years um knowing the you know knowing my own body yeah knowing what works for the both of us mm. it makes it so much easier mm. not saying that I've completely given up on trying to yeah. impress <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh it's a lot more easy your husband's your husband he's impressed I hope so yeah. <laughs> I'm still married you're still married yeah um, and and what do you think? Um, because you your mom was so open with you yeah. when you were growing up. How do you think you're going to approach sex with your daughter? I would say whenever she feels curious, mm. I'll be very matter of fact about it. Because yeah. I think tiptoeing around or feeling like it is such a taboo to say something mm. makes it worse. Yeah. Because the more you don't want to talk about something, the more curious they get. And yeah. they will find their own ways to yeah. find out what it's all about. Yeah. So you might as well tell them as a very matter of fact what it is. Yeah. Um, doesn't really have to be polished up. Yeah. Just tell them exactly what, yeah. you know, intercourse yeah. is. Or yeah, tell yeah, them yeah. exactly what the genitals are. Yeah. Then I think it yeah. would be easier for them to accept. Yeah. Yeah, I think have very importantly and from a very young age, having the right names for things in, <laughs> yeah. um, in the child's body is really yeah. important, right? Because mm. I think that a lot of the times, um, if you don't really have the right names for things, you know, uh, parents tend to, because they're shy about talking about the genitals, mm. they just go, oh, here's your... Um, your yeah, your woo-woo, <laughs> your pee-pee. Yeah. Um, and in Chinese, there's also very specific words, right, yes. for genitals. What would you say? Well, I would say in swear words, it yeah. gets pretty bad. But for a lot of the the Chinese culture, I yeah. think for, for little kids, yeah. they simply just don't name them how they should be i mean like you said pp is like the most common one that's been used even in chinese yeah but there must be what, what are the chinese words for penis is it either very vulgar or very cute right yeah there's no in between <laughs> yeah. there's no matter of fact term well there is so but then uh, what, what are they actually i actually don't really know in so yumging is the <laughs> medical term okay for a penis yeah but you wouldn't say that right you wouldn't you okay you would probably, the most common way to say it is almost at the touch of swearing. And then okay. you've got like the abalone, <laughs> which is described yeah. as the abalone. woman's, the abalone, as a this? woman's vagina. Because oh. I asked so many of my high school friends, why is it called the abalone? Yeah. Because it was is the, it the exact same word. Yeah. Okay. So there was, like, if you want to say that you're giving a woman oral sex. Yeah. They will say that you're licking the abalone. Oh my god. <laughs> and I said, why? And they'd be like, because they look similar. Oh. And I said, what kind of vagina are you yeah, gonna look yeah. at? And, and, and to be fair, abalone is actually highly prized in Chinese <laughs> yeah. culture. It's fucking expensive, okay? And it is a delicacy. So I mean, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's saying it's really precious, but it's it is a strange It's comparison. very strange, yes. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's because of the look of it or something. Well, they say it is. Yeah. yeah. A, I don't yeah. see it. I don't see the similarity. 
But talking about this kind of chats, uh, this is completely off the Hong Kong jargon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend who told me that his ex was named uh, Christmas gift. Christmas gift. <laughs> because you have to open it up every oh time. My God. <laughs> Oh. But that was his name. Oh my god! He called it his Christmas. That's the gift? nickname of my ex's ex. Oh Christmas my gift. god! It's it's very cute. But yeah, it's very cute. The yeah. action, oh yeah, like a bow, yeah. and then you know, yeah, in in and the way I open my Christmas presents, no. is, is, yeah. yeah, it's very cute. It's either very cute or very vulgar. That's what I've noticed. Like in. In Mandarin, like for penis, you would like say like xiao niao, right? Which oh is yeah, like, little bird. Little bird. Oh, I mean, it's cute. Or xiao di di, which is like little brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why when you say which yeah. is foot massage, the base of your feet is called gok but then you can also say zai, which is little birds. For your feet? Are we talking about feet or penises? I'm Jekzai would be the cutesy saying right. for a penis. Yeah. So when you go for Jekzaiing on more, don't, for, don't go for a Jekzaiing on more. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll try and remember that. Yeah, I know. All my, Important all, distinction. Yeah, my, yeah. my already fluent Cantonese. <laughs> so, like, I, I think this kind of speaks to something that's a lot greater, which is because, you know, certainly when we've started to, to, to just do this podcast is, a lot of people don't speak about these things. Yeah. And it, there is a element of taboo. There's an element of shame. And I think that's where a lot of this language starts to come from because it is covered up in a way. Yes. You read the vulgar because vulgarity kind of gives you this, uh, it, it, it takes an axe to everything. So you, you can talk about things in such a, uh, uh, a straightforward way that it does become crass because you, you're trying to talk about something or if you, you cute something up to be able to be able to talk something about, about it again. Uh, and certainly a lot of the feedback we've had is all the topics that we're doing at the moment are things that people aren't willing to talk about. Mm. And I'm, I'm probably just interested in your view. Do you think that shifting in Hong Kong, like, you know, as you said, you're talking to a lot of secondary school students. Yeah. Um, and obviously you had a very atypical kind of upbringing. Uh, but it sounds like a lot of your friends and even your sister kind of might hold a, a slightly different view. Do you think those things are shifting or is it is it is it becoming, you know, for lack of a better phrase, more westernized or? I think for Hong Kong, there's always been this big divide between the super local local versus the ABCs, the BBCs, people mm. who've been either educated or been abroad. Yeah. So clearly those more westernized or internationally minded Hong Kong kids are absolutely more willing to talk about it because you're exposed to all these reality shows. I mean, Kylie Jenner is pregnant. So you think about how young people are to be openly having sex. I mean, I have a child now. I cannot say that I don't have sex, right? <laughs> so, you know, that's a solid proof of how young they get yeah. when they are so mm. open about sex. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you see all these kids, what they're wearing to music festivals. They know exactly what they're doing. They may not know what that might give people the impression of. Yeah, so that, that you know, it, it's funny you bring that up because I've thought about, you know, we've just had clock and flap. Yeah. And some of the things that people were wearing, I'm like, am I getting old or does this seem <laughs> totally inappropriate? Yeah, too like, short, <laughs> too revealing. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I've never been that person to yeah. think about this. Yeah. But this whole, just a Calvin Klein bra yeah. and like tiny, you know, yeah. cheeky shorts. I'm yeah. like, 
you're undressed. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I'm like, but maybe it, That's it lingerie. is. lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe you're right. Like, is it about the impression? Like, is it about understanding? Is that our way of thinking? Because it feels like everyone's always had this point of view. You look at the next generation, you're not wearing enough. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, is that just where we are? Or is it really you just don't understand that stuff? I think it's also because of social media, right? And also how much exposure mm. kids get right now. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about all these reality stars or Instagram models. They could be as young as 14 and they're already wearing lingerie or absolutely naked. Yeah. And then you are able to follow them as long as you have an account. Yeah. So you look up to these people. I've spoken to so many secondary school kids and they're like, oh, I watch the Kardashians every single week. Yeah. And so like, God. really? <laughs> okay, they're not role models. And that's really like red anyone. alert yeah. all yeah. across the yeah. board. Yeah. And so when you get all these kind of influences, you think, okay, so they know how to dress to look like those people yeah. that they think they look up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether they are asking for sex or not, mm. they know how to so-called embrace their own bodies. So mm. they're not afraid to show off their mm. own bodies and curves. Mm. So leaving that aside, and then you've got the bunch who are still thinking relationships are bad mm-hmm. because yeah. they would affect my school grades. Yeah. And so I don't divide. think there's an in-between because these two groups rarely talk to each other. They don't really have an encounter mm. with each other. Which I guess kind of brings us to the point is that because the discussion isn't being had on really any level in terms yeah. of between peer groups, from educators or from parents, etc., that that's kind of where you get that, yeah, those divisions from mm. yeah. rather than elsewhere where it's kind of like a spectrum of sexuality. So we've come to the section that we all love. <laughs> I keep, everyone tells me that this is their favorite part. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't think you know what this section is. Yeah. Don't you coming. don't know what this is, Alison. So. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we all take our clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Paul. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to um, the previous episodes, we do like a little rapid fire Ooh. section, right? Um, right at the end of our podcast. And The only rule here is that you need to answer all of these questions in five seconds or less. If you're thinking for if you're thinking more than five seconds, then we just move on to the next question. Okay. it should be like spontaneous reactions. You haven't received these questions. Okay, Uh, let's do this. I'm excited. Is is there a celebrity? (laughs) Let me just take a sip of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And my burrito came to the door. It's all related to the topic today. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be fun. Okay. Okay. so. And we'll all do it. So, age of your first sexual encounter? 18. Uh, 13. 17. 30? 13. <laughs> 30, I know. 30. <laughs> yeah, sure. Last year. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Um, I'm, I'm waiting till I'm in a relationship, Alison. Be kind. Aww. These are my values. Oh, I appreciate the value. <laughs> Such a bad liar. <laughs> Uh, are you still in contact with that person that you had your first sexual encounter no. with? No. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah, like only you know, okay. through Facebook. I don't remember Okay. This was she that older woman that you were telling me about? Um, no. Oh, the family friend? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Because in the very first or second episode, you were saying that you. Oh yeah, I don't count. I don't counter. count that. I was a lot younger then, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I actually, and that person. No, I've, 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 I don't think I've ever spoken to again. Oh, like okay. since, since the, yeah, their family moved away, but yeah. 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 Okay. Best forgotten then. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself? Uh, no. 
No. <laughs> is this is this who you pray, the one that you prayed afterwards? Uh, no, uh, yeah, that one. You need to go listen to the episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I didn't actually have you know penetrative sex with, oh. but we did everything else. But yeah, um, he, him, he's he's still in the church that my parents go to. Yeah. Oh. I used to go to his house and we used to fool around, you know, right. at that point of time and. And we used to feel so guilty because I grew up in such a conservative right. um, Christian upbringing that I would pray after because I felt like God would be punishing me. And so I get down on my knees and we would both pray for forgiveness. So I, I can't even great, imagine you doing this. Real like, <laughs> high point in my sexual journey. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever accidentally caught your parents having sex? No. 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 Have your parents ever caught you having sex? No. Nope. I'm, yeah. <laughs> you? Very careful. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought that's what it was. No, no, no. I mean, they've kind of caught me masturbating, right? So that's <laughs> that's what I mentioned in that first oh, episode. Yeah, okay. where Wait, I, does the partner's yeah. parents count? <gasps> really? Um, <ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? When? That is happened. Okay. When? you got to talk us through this because yeah. I've been dying for one of these stories. The lucky thing is yeah. we weren't doing anything that required us to be out of the bed. Okay. So we had a blanket covering <laughs> over us. What, what would require like doing a handstand we, for her? No, no, no. Because we knew that there were parents in the house. So we're like, okay, well, let's be careful, but let's be sneaky about it. So okay. we had a blanket over us. Yeah. We were doing the lazy boy position. And then okay. it's like... What's the lazy boy position? I, I've never heard of... Is that an official position? When you're spooning. Uh, yeah. Okay, spooning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're, when you're spooning. Yeah. And then as soon as like... Because there wasn't even a door knock. Okay. <laughs> we just stopped moving, <laughs> pretending like we're sleeping but cuddling. <laughs> Why did they come in? I don't remember. I think asking us to go downstairs for dinner or something. Oh, yeah. Did you die? Nah. Nah, you're so confident. Mm. We just I went back die. to it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. I mean, that was not much of an interruption. I like mm. that spirit. Um, who's the first person that you ever found sexually attractive? Um, my first rebound oh yeah mm. okay oh I was going like so you didn't even find the f- first guy who took your virginity sexually attractive no <laughs> okay <laughs> thinking right. back I'm like what was I thinking <laughs> okay I can't imagine 18 year old Allison right yeah. no, I can't imagine you at all okay no. uh, you know I'm gonna say something um, quite scandalous but I actually found my uncle what <laughs> I know oh my god I know this is awful Sarah. I know but like <laughs> Uh, I had this uncle on my mom's side and I just had this huge crush on him and and I think he um, specifically, I remember this, he specifically (coughs) had stubble, right, on his beard and like uh, when he would come and visit, I would just like stare at him (laughs) and then when he would say goodbye, you know, he would you know, give me a kiss just on the cheek, right? And I don't know, maybe like 13 or something, but the stubble would just brush against my cheek and I would just like have like a mini <laughs> orgasm. I was just like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm like, I have goosebumps, everything. Is that really? still your yeah. thing? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I don't know why. I just found him like super attractive. Mm. Yeah. Well, mine would have been that family friend, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And right. I, yeah, I think it was the older woman thing, but yeah, you know, yeah. Just Backstreet Boys. 
count? Well, that's where I was going to go first because I was like, um, <laughs> now the, I'm thinking back. Yeah, if it's if it's it could be anybody. Yeah, anyone, anyone. Yeah, have then s- it would sorry. be the Backstreet Boys. Have you seen oh. those memes online when girls are posing in front of the old <laughs> posters? That's <laughs> oh, good. I'll send you some. No, but I used to find. Nick Carter and AJ McLean both very attractive. Yeah. And I met them yeah. both later on in life as well. Oh, okay. And then were they as attractive as you initially? Absolutely not. <laughs> but one of them... <laughs> Nick Carter did not age well, did he? The other one didn't age well either. Okay. So we did a press conference for these guys. And this was like the moment that I've been waiting Wait, for my entire year. life. No, no, no. no. Oh. This was... Jeez, quite a while ago, actually. Um, so... Finally, I have my chance to meet my high school crush. Yeah. After maybe like 10 years in the business, hoping that one day I'll meet these guys. And finally, I hosted a press conference. I was like really rocking a skin tight dress. Yeah. Like really impressive. And then at the end of the press conference, we're shaking hands, we're saying bye to them. And then AJ specifically held on to my hand in front of all of the press, still on the stage. And then he was like, give me your hand. Yeah. Okay. okay. you did a beautiful job, and you're beautiful. Oh my god! I was like, oh, oh my god! I just melted. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just melted. Yeah. Okay. Um, describe a sexy dream that you've had that you remember. Oh. Mm. You know, when I was really little, I had this reoccurring dream. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah. One, two glass of red wine for me. <laughs> um, where I was tiny, but there were like these lines of enormous women, like giant women. Oh, okay. And I was like, I, I was so tiny, like I would be sitting on like their chests and their breasts and things. Ooh. And I've never forgotten this dream. Wow. And I think it just reoccurred when I was like, yeah, nine or 10 over and over again. But okay. yeah, it was really weird. Huh. huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Funny enough, I think for me, the most memorable sexual dream that I have was also with women's boobs involved. Yeah. It wasn't about the guys. It was just about appreciating women's body. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Mm. I think I don't really remember too many of my dreams, firstly. Um, But I think if I I had a, whenever I have a sexy dream, it's usually about like an ex-lover. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that you know. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I mean, when I just broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I used to dream about him quite a bit and I would have sex with him and then I'd wake up and be crying. Oh, my God. Oh. I know. <laughs> so sad. This is why we don't like feeling. Yeah, I know. Bring on that rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have you ever fantasized about someone of the same sex? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know your answer already. Yeah, yeah me too. Absolutely. Um. What do you think is the sexiest part of your body? Oh. Boobs. Okay. Um, Pre-childbirth, oh. post-childbirth? Both. 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 <laughs> Very good. Um, I shouldn't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I've always been told my eyes. Okay, right. Ooh. Nice. That's nice. Uh, for me, I think it's my bum. <laughs> I have to agree. <laughs> this girl squats. Okay. <laughs> okay. In an ideal world, how often would you like to be can, having? Can I just say I think it's your eyes? Uh, thanks. Thanks. Aww. But it's also what you think of yourself, right? That's the I question. Don't know. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> in an ideal world, how <laughs> often would you like to be having sex? 
Uh, I had a really complicated <laughs> answer just pop into my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard, this question. I'll go Look, I think yeah. I enjoy anticipation. Okay. Okay. So I think like three times a week for me is good because I can think about it. For th- but I, I can think about okay, it yeah. enough. You know? Yeah. 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 Twice a week for me would be great. Yeah. yeah. I think I would say three times a week for me as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, obviously quality is better than yeah. quantity, right? But, uh, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice frequency for quality, but it, <laughs> it has to be at least once a week. Like, mm. yeah. Um, and complete the sentence. Hong Kongers should have more sex because. It's fun. It's for your own good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need more babies in Hong yeah. Kong, right? Like the declining birth rate here. We need quality babies. Quality oh, babies. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. If you're not quality, <laughs> don't have sex. <laughs> or have protective sex. Mm, have protected sex. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, thanks, Jai and Allison. Thank for you for joining me today. This has been so fun, and I'm so glad we finally got you know. on the show. And I was gonna say, I'm so glad we finally met. Yeah, yeah. especially on this. Seriously, like, I'm just glad you got on the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, we've been like texting obviously all week, and, and yeah, and it's been In that fabulous. Mean WhatsApp group you've created. Yeah, <laughs> we have a separate one without you, Jai. Oh, I'm sure you do. Um. Anyway, I'm really glad we got to explore this topic about why Asians don't talk about sex and and why this taboo exists. And I really wish we could change this situation, which is why we're doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. But also, I want to leave all of you listening out there with a little challenge, right? Mm. Um, Or let's call it like a piece of sexy homework. Um, Can you talk to at least one person out there about what you heard today? So, like, it could just be with, you know, a local friend or with a partner. Maybe you could even share this podcast with them and use some of the things we discussed as a conversation starter. Or if you're a parent, then please start talking to your kid about sex in a positive and age-appropriate way. Um, Every single conversation that we have about sex goes a long way in helping to remove this taboo that is so ingrained in Asian culture. Can you do that for me, please? So tell me who you talked to and how it went by dropping me a line in the comment box or leave us a review because we really like those as well. Um, And for goodness sakes, all you Hong Kongers, stop stressing and put down your mobile phones (laughs) and go have more sex because that's how you get better in bed. (laughs) And happy